0: So yeah, I can be a pilot, at the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it in all areas of life, that's just the way you gotta compete.
1: Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's the Fast, Neat, Below Average podcast. Look at us! Who would have thought we uh, we recorded one what two or three weeks ago, um, and so we're making a comeback, just like we said we would. And I'm really proud of us. Um, If this is your first time listening, kind of a weird time to start. Uh, I would imagine that most people have heard us before, but I will say that my name is Kamish as far as you're concerned, and then I'm also on the line with Archie. How are you, Arch?
0: I'm doing good. Yeah, we took one week off in between. Two weeks off in between? Either way, we're on a better clip right now than we were beforehand, so I like our
1: trajectory and uh, I see it continuing. Yeah, Yeah, I do as well. Um, uh, A lot of stuff to talk about. Today, I will say that my Achilles heel is not having any sports because I love talking about Falcon sports, but um, everything with that is kind of hanging in the balance right now. But we do have some news as the cadets and basic training are both underway. And we do have some exciting news about the new superintendent pick. Um, It was announced that the baby Falcon that we got I don't know if it was to replace Aurora, but in there was clearly some room there um, and we were able to get a new Falcon. So we're going to be having a name for that. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll do some stuff on the fly and figure it out um, what we want to talk about. Maybe we'll look and see what West Point Navy are up to, because these are weird times. And I think everybody's kind of just doing whatever they can. Um, Do you have any news or anything you want to share right off the bat? You didn't say you did, so I'm not like setting you up. I'm just legitimately asking. Just some topics or or some thoughts
0: I had on that little introduction there. First off, I think we should start a movement to potentially get Big Bad Basic live streamed and like have a background on who each person is and kind of a breakdown. And then people may or may not have the opportunity to bet on those things because I know a lot of people are, are missing that aspect of their lives. So I think we could potentially start a movement to get Big Bad Basic live streamed. That'd be good for the morale in terms of the sporting world. And then the other thing is, I don't know, I'm not, I was never obviously a part of the falconry club or anything like that, but feels like we're moving on a little bit too soon. I don't know when it's okay to move on and get another falcon, but I feel like Aurora just died yesterday. So give it, give it some time. Let it breathe a little bit.
1: I think about that as well. And I actually have a story that kind of hits close to home with that. So um, when I was a young basic, um, I went, we went through the first few weeks and then on dually day in, um, you get your phone back for a couple hours. And so obviously the first person that I called, um, was my mom and I said, Hey mom, how are you? And she was like, I need you to sit down cause I have some news. And I was like, all right, well I'm already sitting down. And of course, My mind at that point, I was thinking something horrible has happened to my family. And um, she goes, well, I just want to let you know that the dog died. And so when you're expecting something, some horrible news about family or something, in a weird way, there's like a relief. But it was really sad because it was my dog. She was like eight or nine years old. And she goes, yeah it was really sad. And she told me the story of how it happened. And then she said that the next week they went out and got a new dog. And I was like, what is that all about? <laughs> and so I went home over Thanksgiving and I didn't really care for the new dog because it was uh it did, it felt weird. Like it was just a, a quick and easy replacement. And actually just another story about pets passing away. So when I was like eight or nine years old, I had a hamster and I really liked the hamster, and then I gave it a bath, and we think it got pneumonia and died. Um, and so the next day, every hamster I needs went a good to, bath. Every, <laughs> well, every hamster needs know. a good bath. It was kind of smelling. I was a decent hamster owner. I would clean his cage out, let him run around in the little ball, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I went to Petsmart the next day, and I just picked the first hamster that I could find. And I don't know if they didn't get new hamsters in stock, but this hamster was like a roided up hamster and it was mean and it would bite. And I wouldn't really play with this hamster as much. And so um, I, I think that that's two little anecdotes that are pretty good about how the dangers of moving on. So I hope that this new Falcon um, is, is a good replacement and it was well thought out. It's, it's cute as as baby Falcons go, in my opinion. And we had, let's just get into it now. So they were doing a naming contest and let me try to Which find- Which is a bold strategy, the bold strategy, first off. It really like, is. If you're, asking cadets, being... if
0: you're asking cadets and graduates to give naming possibilities for a new Falcon, you just have to know that you're going to throw out 99% of the options, unless you just want something that's hilarious or you could never say over the loudspeakers at Falcon Stadium.
1: Yeah, so they posted on June 23rd that they got... You saw the saw Falconry Instagram did. We're thrilled to announce our new Falcon mascot. As of right now, she does not have a name, as it is tradition for the cadets to vote on her new name. Stay tuned. Thank you to everyone who donated, and more specifically, to the class of 1995. Don't know what that shout-out is. I don't know if they specifically paid for it, or whatever the case is. But I really like what they had to say, the way that they phrased that because they're basically saying that they're going to pick a bunch of names and yeah. then cadets get to vote on it. Because if you remember a long time ago, I say a long time ago, it was like maybe five years ago, they someone had a new boat and they basically left it up to the internet to decide on what the boat was going to be called. And they and I think Bodie McBoatface won. <laughs> and so some of the names in here... Um, and people were pretty serious and I don't know how I feel about that. It's kind of lame. Someone goes, name her spirit after the B2. It's like, you know, you
0: know, the people that were serious were like cadets, moms and stuff. It wasn't actual.
1: That is hilarious that you say that because there is somebody who, and we're not mom mom shaming here. Yeah. I'm not mom shaming whatsoever, but she goes, how about Asteria for the name? The goddess of stars and sky. like." Okay. This isn't the Space Force Falcon. Um, Astrid. Another <laughs> Astrid. <laughs> uh, she should be named Millennium Falcon or Millie. So big Star Trek guy. Or is it big, little big little Wayne. Big little Wayne guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, White Out is another one. Didn't really give it another one. Then there's somebody giving history lessons. This is a double comment. And let's see, they don't even look like... Oh, this is a cadet, so shout out to this cadet. Davis Snyder's idea, don't know who that is. Uh, For the Falcon's name is Bijou, which means a jewel, a treasure. In 1869, General William J. Palmer first chose a beautiful spot near the Air Force Academy, is now located as the site for his family home. He called it Bijou. Plans changed, and he instead built his... Glenn Iyer, home closer to Colorado Springs. All right, dude. Relax. I don't know if this was like a Contrails thing. He's just like a Colorado Springs history buff, but come on. Um, I thought that there was another – there was more names. Okay, here we go. Here's some more suggestions. Birdie McBirdface is, is what um, – <laughs> Julian Glock. Julian Glock said, and I know he's a graduate. I think he was on wing staff when we were there. Um, so good for him. I like that. Um, Mad Bird Madison. Someone no asking, one. was she bought slash donated by a breeder? Some guy wants to know if we we're ethically sourcing our falcons. Um, I like this one, Aurora Junior. Why not? Not broke. Not a broken name. Not problematic. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. Um this girl who I'm assuming her name is Camille goes name her Camille. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um call her Thunder or Bolt. All right. And then I, I just love the people. Like this is just shows kind of how Instagram is turning into Facebook a little bit where everybody's just getting on it. Um call her Zapora. Didn't really explain that. I think Zapora sounds dangerously close to Sapporo. Which, if you go to Sushi Rakyao yeah, is a favorite libation there. Um, they
0: have a, a nice suggestion of Harambe.
1: Yeah, I like this one. Oh, this is a great one. She looks like Charlotte to me. She'll tell you her name. However, the trick is to listen. Wait, that so lady can speak to we, falcons. It's a it's a uh, it's a male, and oh, wow. I would say so. We have a falcon whisperer, so I don't know why they're not. Working in falconry, that's a really good one. Uh, the one that I liked a lot was Michelle Hall. I thought that that was a really good name. Um, really, all the names that I came up with were related to coaches and just kind of riffs on their names. So, like, Francesca Serratore was another favorite, and Trisha Calhoun. <laughs> I really liked those.
0: Although, if any of the co- those coaches leave, it might be kind of sour grapes. Well, you just change it, then, and that's it. So um, I have a few names. Um, what do you got? I think if we did – you know, inevitably, she's going to fly out of the stadium once, and it's probably going to be on nationally televised bowl game. So you have to name her something like, she's trained to do this. Like, that's her name. So when they announce it, like, she's trained to do this is flying right out of the stadium. That way there's no it's, – it's, so- it's good PR for you.
1: So what you're kind of going is with the horse racing name. Right. So let me look up and see if there's any good horse names we can we can draw from. Another thing was something that just doesn't make sense that's just super related to the academy so like Eagles Peak Falcon. I think that would be good. Kind of dumb, but uh um, What about
0: uh number 1 no
1: pickles? Is that your Chick-fil-A order?
0: (laughs) I mean, chicken's got to come from somewhere.
1: All right. Well, then my retort to that is we'll name her number nine, um, no onions, add hot peppers. Where's that? That's my Jimmy John's order, the Italian nightclub.
0: Oh. (laughs) I also thought about um, you could name her future favorite. Because everybody's favorite meal is chicken tenders and mac and cheese.
1: Ooh, that's good. <laughs> just call her, just call her poultry. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I can't find any of the really crazy names. And I'm kind of realizing that because when you search like horse names, all the ones who actually have a chance at winning have kind of serious names. Um, but there is like win-win-win. I mean, you can't bet against that.
0: We always used to joke that uh, if we owned a horse, we'd name it something like my father never loved me. That way when the announcer's going through all the names, he
1: just randomly throws out there my father never loved me. I liked that. I like that a lot. Daddy issues, bringing that up. Well, regardless, um, I'm excited to see what happens. I think that the Academy is taking the most diplomatic way because they know how cadets operate and they know that if they let cadets come up with or graduates, um, come up with the actual name, it's, it's going to be something really stupid, but regardless, uh, so let's move on here and talk about a doozy of an article that just came out, um, on Friday. And so as we told you, so actually I do want to go before we do that, I want to go over to the DMS and someone who had been listening to the podcast, and we'll give him a quick shout out as to what he had to tell us about some of the things. Cause we said we didn't exactly know what was going on. Um, about
0: general Gould
1: or no. So, and it's going to take me a second to find this. I'm sure here it is. Uh, shout out Nick Sturiel. If you want to, I don't even know if he wants us to say his name or whatever, but, Uh, he gave us a couple pieces of news. I think he's a current cadet. He said the LRC is canceled for this basic. That's tragic. I was once a, was I an LRC? LRC is the one where, um, you got like the concrete things you have to do puzzles, right?
0: Yeah. It's like the rope ropes course, but they're all like within little confined
1: areas. Okay. So I was actually a, uh, a cadre for that course when I was, a when I was a young cadet. And this is is a callback to
0: our previous podcast where we were talking about how COVID is going to affect basic training. And you mentioned that things like LRC probably won't be able to go down. So he was kind of just confirming some of our speculations there.
1: Right. So he said that the LRC is canceled for basic. And he also said that I-Day took about 12 hours to get everyone through the stations, which... I mean, that shouldn't really bother the cadets because they don't have watches. They don't know. And I didn't care. I thought it was great. Like, you just go through, you eat that one really weird lunch. And actually, Mitch's has been quite the sight because they had some pictures of it. And every dually is, like, sitting at their own table. Um, It's really weird.
0: It's like when uh, they used to single people out during basic. And they would take all the the criminals over to, like, one table up on the staff tower with all the hard-o training officers. It's like now yeah, everybody great. has has that individual attention. So um, I don't know. That's probably better, I would mm-hmm. imagine. They don't, don't have to like pass stuff back and forth. It's probably easier.
1: Yeah. It's hard to find all these pictures on the fly. Anyway, so let's go back to the article that I was talking about. So the Air Force Academy confirms new COVID cases. An undisclosed number of Air Force Academy cadets who went back to campus over summer, including some from the class of 2024, have tested positive for the new coronavirus. It's not that new at this point. Um, And so the Department of Defense policy prohibits the Academy from releasing specific COVID-19 numbers at the installation level. Um, Sources familiar with the Academy operations told Colorado Springs Indy, oh, Independent, that approximately 100 cadets came down with the virus. Slater said USAFA is seeing significantly fewer cases than what has been reported in other media sources, And that the number of current cases is consistent with other accession sources, such as Officers Training School and Reserve Officer Training Corps. So just starting out with that, I love that, the fact that we are not giving out numbers. I don't know what the reason that is. It's like, I don't think that it really matters because it's like, if we're taking all the precautions, we should see the number decline. It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, how many you start out with because it's been approximately two weeks now since they've started, I think. And then I love the independent source. I want to know because there's always independent sources or always like secret sources. Who is the cadet who has (laughs) some guy at the Colorado Springs Independent and at the Gazette on just like in their speed dial? No, it's got to be Goodwill Work every single time. That that's what I'm thinking. It it reminds me of
0: uh, it reminds me of that guy in Harry Potter. That's um, I guess it's like dumb or I don't know one of the guys will henchman and he has the cat and he just kind of roams around listening on people's conversations. There's gotta be one goodwill worker. That's like, you're, you look at him, you're like you've mopped that floor eight times today. Like, why are we mopping that same yeah. tile again? But he's just trying to get that inside info.
1: Oh, uh, you're talking about Samwise Ganji. Yeah. So I think that, um, that's a really, I, I think you might be onto something there. It is somebody who makes the call. And and I wonder, cause it's like, I understand the high of breaking news. Like, if you heard the, there was a, a young lady who broke the news about Pat Mahomes' five hundred million dollar contract, um, who worked at a liquor store when an executive from the Chiefs came in and bought six bottles of Dom Perignon, and so she tweeted it out. So I get that I understand the high, but like, what kind of satisfaction do you get out of telling somebody at a Colorado Springs newspaper that, um, you know, that there's something going on at the academy? Whatever the case may be, not uh, to that's mention, not really it's the, my jam. It's the least surprising thing ever. <laughs>
0: it's like Yeah. Like it's you would you would expect based off of the numbers, if there's four thousand cadets, probably a hundred are gonna have coronavirus. Like that like pretty much aligns exactly with the numbers of the population.
1: Yeah. It's perfect gossip though, and that's exactly how it is. Like you want a taste of what the academy's like. Like that's how gossip spreads. Like, I don't know, probably a hundred. Um, and then but I do love them saying that it's the same it's the same as like their spin zone is it's the same as officers training school and the reserve officer training course. So I don't know, just in just as a as a sabermetrics kind of thing like yeah, I think we're doing fine. It's probably pretty good. Never mind that these are actual like real humans. It's just everybody's a number and we're just playing off the percentages here. Yeah, look, so don't blame
0: good. us. We're not the bad guys here. We're perfectly aligned with everybody else.
1: Yeah. Um all right, so we'll keep it going here. If any and there's a bunch of other like nerdy stuff that I don't really care about. But if any cadets test positive for or show symptoms of COVID 19, or if they had contact with someone carrying the virus, you saw for responds in accordance with this plan, uh, with guidance from our public health professionals. Slater no said. Way. So, and this is not a uh, a rip on the cadet clinic, but you'd have to assume that they're all getting ibuprofen <laughs> and canned Gatorade. So, what if that was The cure? I think it is <laughs> like it's like
0: a broken watch is still correct twice a day like for every disease every issue that cadets have they're prescribed ibuprofen and canned gatorade and they've been doing it for 60 years and then this virus rolls yeah. around and they're like yeah we've had you know cases turn negative within a matter of four or five days and they're like what's the trick it's like same thing we do with everything three ibuprofen and a canned yeah. gatorade
1: what if, though, they that's like you go through the in processing line and you just see some airman just crushing up ibuprofen and mixing it with some blue blast, and just like that's your injection? And you're like, what is happening here? And you get it intravenously, that'd be great. Um, hope Fauci's listening. Okay, to this. so this is yeah, this is the juicy part. So, the academy, this is and I love this, this is big J journalism. Just like you read about, just old Woodward and Bernstein footwork on this to figure this this entire situation out. So, the academy did not immediately provide details of the plan. However, a request for proposals in, issued by the school on July sixth, which was first reported by the Colorado Springs Indy, not to brag, shows that the academy is planning to move some cadets to area hotels in order to create more social distance within living spaces. USAFA currently has a potential need to house some portion of the cadet wing off the installation in order to create swing space within the cadet dormitories, the RFP states. To support this requirement, USAFA seeks to contract with multiple off-base lodging facilities on a potential short and long-term basis. The RFP states that the school needs blanket purchase agreements to procure 220 double hotel rooms, um with at least two queen beds in each room so that about 440 cadets can live off base in the 2020 to 2021 academic year. It wants these rooms for, from July 22nd uh, until July 21st, 2021. That is crazy to me. And I can't imagine who's going to submit proposals. You have to think it's going to be some of the lower tier hotel rooms, but 220 and this is one of those things where like not a math guy and you never really think about exactly how many hotel rooms but is that one hotel or is there is there 220 rooms in any hotels that you can think of well this was a normal size
0: this is not an original thought because i saw it on one of the facebook posts but it's probably closed anyway great wolf lodge that's got to have 220 hotel rooms
1: i like that i was gonna say um the Broadmoor would be pretty incredible. <laughs> Great. You, have to you think, could take though. a, you could take a water
0: slot down the stats and then get, pick up Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Could you imagine if you were just some guy staying at a hotel and you show up and you see a bunch of people just doing formation, like at the breakfast buffet and people <laughs> eating like basic style, like doing re-racks near the, the <laughs> waffle bar. That would be incredible. So I love that.
0: Um, Could you imagine just the ability to like, let's say you're going into your senior year. So you have a car, you have a fair amount of freedoms. How would you feel about if they told you that you could do a year in a hotel room where they're going to clean up after you? I would imagine. Obviously you wouldn't, I, I can't really think of any downside. I mean, if they made you travel to work every day on your own expense, that would suck. But it sounds like a good deal.
1: Well, I would imagine if they're sending them out there, they're doing all their classes remotely. But I just think that the cadetification, like no matter where you go, if you travel with cadets, and I remember this specifically from going on like ops, but when you travel with a group of cadets, it's always going to be just cadetified. And, you're, and there's always going to be something that kind of makes you cringe that's like embarrassing about traveling with that group. And so I can just imagine – that there is there has to be somebody in at the academy who is maybe a civilian um, maybe like an AMT or like somebody in the NCO ranks who is really worried about the military training aspect and they are pushing hard for sammies to be done in hotel yeah. rooms they're train they're pushing hard for like formation pt to be done in the little like the little gyms at the hotel and they want knowledge tests to be done in the business center of the hotel room of like the Howard Johnson. Oh man. It'd just be incredible. Can you Um, see,
0: can you see Stan eval officers going into hotel rooms after the cleaning lady's been in there with like white gloves and they're like checking for dust in the runners and, and critiquing this poor old lady about her hospital corners.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I could also see, (laughs) or I could even see, they them just spinning up all of the housekeeping staff and giving them red ropes and just turning them into like just insane. Like oh, it'd be amazing. Another thing is it, it would be great if the Academy just really pushes hard and, and says, okay, we need to do all this stuff. Like, so this is the basic request for their proposal. Um, but if they made them use cadet stuff, so it's like they have to make the beds with class colored blankets and they have to use e-folds and they have to use the really bad towels and all that kind of stuff. It'd just be great. They're like Um, screwing in uh,
0: rifle racks next to the sinks that aren't even going to be used.
1: Yeah. I think it'd be great to, to see when the hotel doesn't really know what they're getting themselves into. And they're like reporting back to the Academy. They do some kind of like review and they're like, okay, So everything's going well. Um, We just want to know how it's going having the cadets in there. And they're like, well, we've noticed something really strange uh, when they clean up the bathrooms. It seems even though there's a bathroom in every room, all of the sinks have urine in them. And they're like, (laughs) and not only that, but it smells like beef in all the hallways. And we think that the cadets are cooking with George Foreman grills. and we don't really understand why that's happening. And, like, they all have expired milk in their fridges, and uh, it'd be amazing. Um, I think from it'd be an interesting
0: thing from, like, a business standpoint for the hotels because, obviously, they're getting less business right now. So, in theory, you can book out 200 rooms for a year. That's awesome for them. I'm assuming the rates would be different. Who knows? But then you think about, like, I don't know what hotel retention and hotel loyalty is like, but if there's a year... Where you're basically not allowing anybody else to come into that hotel. Like maybe they'll lose that, that, I don't know, loyalty after the year's up. I don't know. I wonder how, who's going about it. And like, it'd be kind of hilarious if they just, the only people that put in for it were like, were like Motel Sixes
1: and like just these really trashy hotel rooms. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Like the Howard Johnson, I don't know how long that's been open, but right outside of Northgate, Hojo. that is the yeah, the Hojo is the quintessential just garbage hotel. I am also surprised, and I don't want to put this in anybody's ears, but I am surprised that um they're not looking to the other bases out in the Springs. I'm surprised that they're not looking to Fort Carson or Peterson or anything like that um to see if they can do anything because I'm sure they have more robust. CE programs and that kind of thing um, or if they have like, a, a large logging facility.
0: I did see a great back when it was hard comment on on this Facebook post underneath this where a guy said something along the lines of, well, we trained them at, at Jack's Valley and at ESET, right? So why can't they just put up exactly. tents? <laughs> like,
1: exactly. Quote, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just put them there, especially in the winter. it would be great. Um <laughs> Just turn it and then Jack's Valley would just be like Lord of the Flies from there. It'd be terrible. It's like, Um, why did not you get your um, arrow project
0: in on time? It's like, I was dealing with trench foot. So, you know, I really couldn't, it was kind of on the bottom of my priority list.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's keep it going. So the contractor shall furnish all resources, including, but not limited to facilities, furniture, equipment, supplies, and breakfast. What do they? I don't know what they mean by equipment. I think it's just Gatorade and ibuprofen is what they have to provide, and incidental incidental services to provide lodging accommodations, um, and meeting normal commercial standards. The academy aims to put these cadets in as few hotels as possible within a ten mile vehicle commute radius of the installation's airfields, so they can still be close to base and each other for the sake of safety requirements and cutting down on travel costs. Cadet need to foot the bill for. That's um, so within 10 miles it's the hojo it that's it it's literally but, just the hojo well you don't think uh that little loop where like
0: great wolf Lodge is and stuff that's within 10 miles
1: yeah but it also does say in it uh as few hotels as possible so we're talking about multiple ones here so it sounds to me like they're going to put some of the cadets, they could put some of them in the Great Wolf Lodge and some in the Hojo. And then that becomes hugely problematic because how do you do that? So do you do it on superior or like like rank and grade? Like you put the C1Cs in the Great Wolf Lodge and put the dualies in the Hojo? Or do you do it by like your class ranking? So if you're in the top 10%, you get to go to the Great Wolf Lodge and all the kids who are just like on pro go to the Hojo. Like, (laughs) what are we doing here? This is
0: no different than what happens on base. Vandy Tower is Great Wolf Lodge and Saijan is Hojo. So it's really not that much different.
1: Nah, that's I do have to say that that's true. Um, So let's see if there was anything else that was interesting. Um
0: I think the, the cadets these... footing,
1: footing the bill
0: is, I mean, I I guess I get it, but you would think they could at least be like, all right, we're going to throw 50 bucks extra a month into your paycheck.
1: Yeah. It's a transportation um,
0: bill. So I'm assuming they're just saying POVs and uh, gas.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like then, then, I mean, you just do buses. I don't know. You have buses go on like a, every so like often. a schedule like yeah. like every yeah every four hours or something and then if you want to go separately then you can take your own car and that's up to you I don't know I mean this is us this is this is the only reason why um you and I aren't gonna run the academy is because these are the logistics like like let me run the academy when it comes to like football but I also don't know a lot about football so just like just like let us just pay us to do nothing um, yeah it's the same like thing with
0: our. It's the same thing with our merchandise and, and shipping things out. We're not a logistics company, you know, we're going to yeah. do our best, yeah. but you can't blame us if it's not the most efficient.
1: Yeah. You can't, well, you're legally not allowed to blame us. Um, so despite these new COVID cases, the Academy is still completing all of its basic cadet training requirements. Though the pandemic has prompted some tweaks, including the utilization of smaller training groups and the employment of virtual training. Um, love that. So a zoom beat session has to be, just chef's kiss um the the jacks valley portion of bct will continue this year but may have a different look um so social distancing bid big bad basic it's going to be like using lightsabers kind of thing or they use um pool to the track team and use the pole vaulting pole (laughs) and you have to battle each other from 20 feet away um or however long i don't think a pole vault pole is 20 feet i don't know um All students coming to the installation must undergo a 14-day restriction of movement and be tested for the new coronavirus multiple times. Cadets will have multiple COVID tests upon return and within the first few weeks of the academy, social distancing and wearing masks as appropriate. Yeah, it's tough. And you realize, like, when you're in such close quarters, no matter what, like, you're going to be able to get it. And I think it's the the reality of it is they say, like, oh, how unprepared was the U.S.? But it's like, how how do you prepare? Or you're not going to give every cadet, you, like, you can't build a bathroom in to every room. It's just not logistically possible. And so I've seen the cadets. Um, well, I'm sure they're doing the best, best they can, but it's tough. That's debatable. Be not being able to build a bathroom in each room. It's not that they can. It's no. It I mean, I mean, it's kind then,
0: of. Some would argue that that's already been built in. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's true. That's true. And uh like, I think at Navy, I think every room has their own shower. They don't have a toilet, but they have a toilet because they have a shower. So, um I don't know. I think it's it's super interesting. I can't even. I cannot even imagine. And not only that, but like. In all seriousness, I can't imagine going through everything and I needed the I needed like every second of my day to survive whether it was just unwinding or doing like homework or whatever the case may be. I think to get through such a rigorous program while living in a hotel off base, it sounds like it's the dream um I think at first, but then you really start to think about it and that's that's a tough tough way to go, so Yeah, that sucks, man. But um, let's move on from that a little bit. Some big news that you were fired up about, I'm fired up about. I am super excited that General Clark um, is going to be the next superintendent of the Air Force Academy, which we were there when he was the commandant. And the dude, I think a lot of people throw the the title legend around a little too much, but I don't think that there's any other way that you can describe general Clark. Like the dude is an absolute legend. And I think he's going to be phenomenal in every single way for the Academy.
0: Yeah. I, when we were there, you alluded to it a little already. It was um, general Gould as a soup and general Clark as a commandant. And that was like, from my limited time, there was the best combo that we saw for sure. And General Clark yeah. was just, like you said, every time he talked to the cadets, it's like everybody had full respect for him. He just went about everything, whether it was praise or kind of discipline in the best fashion that I've I've ever seen. And that's just the way that you, the way that you do it, the way he carried himself and the way that he kind of interacted with us was, was something that we all appreciated. And I think he went off and was doing something with Global Strike, right? Because I think he was a B1 guy, if I remember correctly. Um, yep. But either way, it's, yeah, that was huge news. I don't, I, maybe I'm just blind to this, but is it normal for a previous com to come back as a soup? Oh,
1: man. <sighs> yeah, I don't even want to take a guess on that. I think, I don't think it's ever not happened before. Um, I guess I was
0: I was under the understanding that if you've done one, then that's kind of it. <sighs> like, you don't really typically come back obviously calm would be first you wouldn't go from soup to calm but yeah i was stoked to see it but i definitely did not expect that
1: yeah um and i i think it's really cool and it's also i think it's worth mentioning as well i mean with everything that's going on um you know with race relations and everything in in the country i think it's it's cool to say that he will be the first black superintendent and i think that it's like when you have somebody who's like a black leader and I I would say, and I don't want to go too like deep into this, but um, I think my eyes were opened a lot having black classmates who, one of the things that I had heard was that really shocked me was when there were some classmates who said that they had never thought that they could either go to the Academy or, that they could become a pilot until they were able to see somebody who, and this was in in their words, who looked like them achieving that. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing, like having somebody as someone to look up to, whereas me, and I mean, maybe you can call this like white privilege. I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm just not, I'm honestly just not well-versed. I'm just kind of telling you what I think. For me, I would look up to to anybody of any gender of, of any race anything like that and so it, and to hear that that's maybe not the case that people don't feel like that they can do everything until they can actually see somebody who looks like them or comes from their demographic or or wherever they're from um achieve that and then they feel like that it's possible for themselves i think that having general clark that's that's a huge thing and it it's crazy too because like i said um and maybe this just comes from like a place of privilege but it's interesting seeing – it's interesting to think that, man, this is the the first black officer to ever be the superintendent. And it's it's just like how short the history is and how quickly things kind of change. It's like women have only been allowed at the academy since the class of 1981, I believe. And so, I mean, that's, that's just another great thing too. But it's like he has absolutely earned – like this was not – and I know that there are detractors who would say, oh, well, like – you know, kind of given, but he has earned every single, um, thing that he's gotten. And I think he's just going to be phenomenal. Like I couldn't think of a better pick and it's cool too, because I'll, I'll let you speak on that. If you wanted to say anything, I don't know. This is, that's my opinion, but yeah, I mean, I just, like I said, I didn't expect it. And
0: when I reflect back on my time at the Academy and I think about the, the leaders, you know, outside of teachers and that kind of stuff, but the leaders that had an impact on me and that I, because as time passes, right, typically you kind of forget about most of what happened. You're going to remember the great things and probably the bad things, but very few of the in-betweens. And when I kind of reflect back before you, before they announced that he was going to be the new superintendent, if you were to ask me who my favorite like top brass leaders were at the academy, it was General Gould and General Clark, like without question. Yeah. Uh and obviously I don't Absolutely. remember the specifics here and there. I do remember he would tell us stories on like I forget what he called them. There was like some saying that we used to have for General Clark stories, but he would tell stories and everybody was all ears every time he was talking. And obviously that kind of rubbed off on me and and put <clears throat> put what he did in a positive light, you know, so many years later. So um uh, that's all I really had to say yeah. on it. I'm excited to see how he handles it. It's cool. He was a he played football there, right? Because I know Gould and him he played did, football yeah. there. Um, yep. So that's another. I. I mean, obviously, we we love uh, Falcon football and we love talking about the athletics. So I also think it's cool to have a previous um, IC there that kind of knows what's going on and and I think he plays both sides of it well. It's not like he's just all about football, right? Obviously, if he's a three star general.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, his stories, if you haven't heard any of his stories if you're a cadet listening and you're wondering what kind of stories you're going to get. They always it's it's always an anecdote that involves an animal. Oh yeah. And he would always talk about like geese flying in formation and things like that. And then he had another story about a when he was bummed out. I think it was around Christmas time and he said when he was flying and he was bummed out because he got a bologna sandwich. And I don't know, it's just like all the stories are just like so incredible. Um, and you're right about, about the IC aspect. I think that for whatever reason, grads, they really do. They, they look at, especially older ones, they look at their time and they think that their four-year stretch is how the academy should be. And that if anything is different, then the academy's gotten soft and it's kind of a back when it was hard thing. But the truth of the matter is that it's always changing, and there's ebbs and flows. And you're going to have one – you might have one um, superintendent who is super gung-ho on, well, we're going to graduate as many pilots as we can. And then you have a, might have another one who says, well, you know, academics are really – are the most important thing to me. And you might have another one who wants to just go all in on sports. And that's not to say that they don't care about the other things it's just what they think is most important to to graduating and becoming an officer and becoming a a valued member of society as in going out as an air force academy graduate. And I think that General Clark, Clark does a great job of balancing those things and creating a sense of really strong pride in our institution that I think we lack in. I think that there to an extent the Air Force Academy And I would look to both Navy and West Point as graduates of those institutions are so, so proud. It's like it doesn't matter what you did, um, whether you were an athlete, whether you were struggling to just get through the entire thing, whether you're more military focused or whatever the case is. I think that they have a really strong sense of pride. And I think that the Academy that the Air Force Academy sometimes lacks that. And I think General Clark is really, really strong with having fanatical institutional pride. I think he was actually one of the people who said that when we were there. And so I think coming back with that, I think he's going to um, do a really good job of leading. And 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 I, I the reason why I say that, too, is it's kind of like on the heels of General Silveria. He did some really incredible things during his time. Um, and I think that it's just going to be a little bit different but it's not like necessarily better or worse. It's just, it's just going to be different. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see what the Academy does over the next few years.
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess I just read a short quote that he said, and he ended it with go foul. It just kind of shows he, it's not now, we're not bringing in an outsider either. It's like, he knows exactly what, uh, what the Academy is all about, obviously being a graduate himself and then working as the, Command on for a few years. It's, yeah, it's exciting. Um, do you know when he's supposed to actually take over?
1: Um, let me take a look here. I think I saw where they said it. Um,
0: I guess it would be like
1: next summer or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly when. Um, uh, where is it? Yeah, I just know that he was confirmed by the Senate. Um, and so he'll be able to take over whenever. I don't know if it's this summer. But I think I think generally superintendents are are in that position for three years. And I know General Silveria Silver has been there for three years. So it might be this year. It might be next year. Um, whatever the case may be, it's going to be great. And he's taking over. And I, I think it's like. Great, too, because General Clark is taking over at a really, really tough time with everything that's going on with COVID, with the uncertainty of sports. Um, and so we need somebody who is going to come in and really hit the ground running in a tough time to transition, because I think General Silverius handled it very well. But to take over, to have somebody take over, it's like you have to really have your stuff together um, to, to you know, make it work and, and to have a successful academy and cadet experience. So I think it's great. Um anyway, so we have been at it for 43 minutes and barely I think we alluded to sports a little bit, but we haven't had any sports talk. So hopefully we'll let it build up a little bit. Um and we'll get to see what's happening. It's tough. Ivy League has canceled all their sports. Um Big Ten's conference 10, only. Big Ten is conference only, which means as far as I know, so um, that we will not be playing. Yeah, so we will not be playing Purdue anymore um which is not great so i i not even going to take a guess as to what that looks like um hopefully we'll see some more stuff coming out like us losing a game now uh i guess that's maybe a good thing because it's like we can really leave it all out on the field assuming that we're still playing against boise state before we roll into more games um but we will have to see if it's an abbreviated season i think it's going to be weird playing without fans uh with, I don't know. I could see – I think – I really do think it would actually be cool if we could get the cadets in the stadium and just have cadets but, yeah. like, social distance. Yeah. Uh, that would be wild. Like, so, have them all
0: spread out throughout the stadium. Something I just thought about is – so two of the big, big five conferences have said they're conference only. You know, I highly – this is just speculation. I doubt the SEC will go that route, but they might be forced to if one or two others make the same call, because who else do you really have to play at that point? And then if the Mountain West makes that decision, what do we do about Army and Navy? Like, can we have an exception where we still play Army and Navy? Or do you think it'll be a hard line in the sand where it's like, you're only playing
1: your Mountain West opponents? (sighs) That's a really good question. And I think it would be, I don't know because see here's the thing is like the idea of it to me is that if there is an outbreak with one team then the conference has complete and total control over it but at the same time if there's anybody who's going to have the the best and the highest likelihood of being able to take controlled measures um, over cadets and athletes it's going to be the academy yeah so i so really like I would say from preventing COVID and I'm going out on a limb here, but I think the safest bet would be for the, only the service academies to play each other. Like I would feel much better about us playing against, um, army or Navy than us traveling to Fresno San Jose state. Yeah. Or Fresno. And, and that's not a knock against them, but it's just like California is a hotbed. And so if we're going to take this on a case by case basis and think about it logically, um, could we see a season where only the service guys play? <laughs> and there's literally there's literally three games.
0: This could be the the thing that we need. We've talked about how we want to legitimize a round-robin tournament where it's not just Army and Navy, believe it or not, that play each other. I know we like seeing those memes where it's like, this is the only game all year where they will die for their country uh, against each other.
1: <laughs> I, all right. Let me interrupt you there because I want to say that they're not memes. They're completely genuine things. But the way that we think of it is it's a meme because it's so stupid and ridiculous. But yes, you're right. But Um, this could be
0: it. This could be the year that, that we work around Robin into it if everyone else cancels.
1: This could be the breaking point. And I was told – I've been told forever that I'm insane for thinking that one day Air Force will be allowed to play in the reindeer games of that last game of the football season, um, of the regular season. But um, I think that – yeah, I agree. I think this could be the tipping point. If we show how awesome it is, it would be great. But that would be – I'm just picturing it now. Like the entire country tunes in to these three games and around the entire stadium – it's just social distanced cadets from both sides. One half of the stadium is army. One half of the stadium is is Air Force. And not only that, but you think about airlift, once again, contained, none of none of the service academies have to fly commercial. Yeah. I mean, the army would have to take like 75 helicopters to get <laughs> over, but but both uh both Navy and Air Force could do it. So I yeah, I think it'd be I think it's something to think about. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Cool. Um all right. Well I think we got in about forty eight minutes, which uh we're really rolling. So I think it, it these things take practice. When we lose our when we lose the juice after going for a while without recording, um it kind of stinks. But now that we're getting back on the train, I think we're good to go.
0: Yeah, me and Kamish only talk to each other on podcasts, so we've been missing each other That's the a, past four months.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know. Dr. Fauci had said something about COVID can travel through wires, uh, internet calls. <laughs> yeah. So I was, we we're a little hesitant. We're just that. following the secret. Yeah, don't blame us. Yeah. We have our masks on right now. Um, I know you guys can't see us, but we do have masks on. So, um, all right, cool. Well, the last thing we wanted to say is that you say it. Cause I, the reason why I did the, um, the minutes last week or three weeks ago or whatever it was, was because you were basically doing the hosting duties, but because I mostly did hosting today, you have to do it.
0: Fine. Uh, minutes for today. Your job is to go on to fast, need spell average AVG fast, need All the standard merch is up there. Um, I'm, we're going to probably going to try and get some new stuff up there towards the end of the summer. It just feels kind of like a weird time to be, to be pushing merch, honestly. But, uh, I think yeah. people still enjoy it, especially the flags. It's such a cool thing to see. We never never get tired of seeing those, whether it's on top of mountains or at the beach or at football games and that kind of stuff. So uh, go on there if you feel inclined. Orange to- Jets. Orange Jets, that's even better. Go on there if you feel inclined to uh, grab something, and it's a little bit backed up due to the corona, um, but most some of the stuff we're shipping out uh, in-house, so that should be a little bit quicker. A lot of the T-shirts and stuff might take up to a month.
1: Yeah, there's a promo code going on right now where if you enter your credit card, you can pay full price. Oh, nice! Um, I didn't know that on all the stuff. But actually, did we do a Fourth of July sale? No. Okay. Well, maybe we're we're gonna have to do one for podcast listeners. You know what? I'm making the executive call right now, uh, assuming it's okay with you. Let's do um, let's do fifteen percent off for for promo code Archie. Okay. A
0: R C H I E, capital A.
1: Yeah, fifteen percent off. So, we're not slinging. We're not trying to sling merch, like you said, in these weird times. But uh, if we just wanted to say thank you for listening, and if you made it this far, so if you're one of those listeners who says, "Okay, I'll listen to uh, ten minutes of it, and then that's it," then you're you're out of luck. Yeah, you're you not here anyway. Uh, yeah. Promo code Archie for fifteen percent off. All right. Sweet. We'll. See bye so yeah i can be a pilot at the air force academy i can be anything
0: army and navy play for second that's a long big beautiful blue line you have some grit you have some perseverance i'll tell you what you can do it now all areas of life that's just the way you got to
1: compete
0: welcome to thin air. I'm doing my with my nose, my nose. I work me to press on the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag on skittle, the skittle
1: trying to get you a radical feeling. A automatic came with no sin on a man. trapping, they got you offended. I trapped three six oh a minute. Then I punch on the gas a little hard.